Welcome to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. Wherever you're listening from, welcome. We pray that the truth from the Word of God speaks to your heart during today's message. As when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice, but when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. If you remember your history from 1941 to 1945, you had six million Jews slaughtered under the Nazi regime, murdered by wicked, wicked people ruling, and the people mourn. Anytime the wicked rule, people mourn. That's why we want righteous people in authority. January 22nd, 1973, Roe v. Wade gave the right to kill babies in the womb. That's what that did. The court ruled that the Constitution protects a pregnant woman's liberty to choose to have an abortion. It's not liberty. While they promised them liberty, they themselves are servants of corruption. That's what the Bible says. And it's not abortion. It's murder of innocent children. They serve their corrupt passions and they have no idea what freedom is. And their behavior and their agenda that backs their behavior just reveals that they are wicked rulers and that they serve sin. Planned Parenthood is one of the most wicked organizations that has ever been formed on the face of this earth. They push abortions. Their employees have mandatory abortion quotas to meet. They oppose protecting babies that are born alive after a failed abortion, and they get over half a billion dollars in government money, wicked rulers, wicked money, wicked people. Psalm 139. The Bible says in verse number 14, I will praise thee. That would be God. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works and that my soul knoweth right well. You are so gloriously and wondrously made, so am I, so is everyone that God created. That if you meditated on that thought for just a minute to two minutes, there should be a reverent fear that comes over you, and no one would have the thought of the culture of death that is surrounded by abortion. Abortion is my right, they say. You meditate on I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You won't be a, you won't be saying abortion is my right. You would be saying all lives matter. Unborn babies matter. All unborn babies matter. All lives matter in the womb. That's what you'd be saying. But this culture of death doesn't believe that there is a creator God to whom they are accountable to. 
It also says at the end of that verse, my soul knoweth right well. It means I'm fully convinced. And a nation that refuses to be convinced that that baby is a work marvelously created by God is never convicted of their sin. They don't want an authority ruling over them. They're sunk, and a nation that has that culture of death is sunk. Margaret Sanger. Let me give you some things that she believed. She believed that large families were detrimental to society. We do not want word to get out that we want to, guess what they wanted to do to the Negro population? Exterminate them. She was a racist, as through and through as could be. She hated large families, and she wanted the Negro population, her words, to be exterminated. She was quoted as saying, the most serious evil of our times is that of encouraging the bringing into the world of large families. She said the most immoral practice of the day is breeding too many children. Wicked. A wicked woman. The most merciful thing that a large family does to one of its infant members, you know what she said? In her words, you know what her quote was? To kill it. This nation is getting further and further deeper into the culture of death because of wicked witches that think like Margaret Sanger. She said this. This is her quote. I think the greatest sin in the world, she calls it a sin, is bringing children into the world that have diseases from their parents that have no chance in the world to be a human being practically. You know what I say? The Bible says, thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. You know what they did in the Old Testament with witches? <laughs> they were executed. I guess, praise God, that we're not under that anymore. But I'll tell you what, that's a, that woman is a wicked witch. And if she didn't trust Jesus Christ as her savior, and there's no evidence that she did, she dropped into the depths of hell when she died and is tormenting forever. Nobody wants that for anybody. It's a culture of wickedness, a culture of sin, a culture of death, and a culture that is against God's created order. Bible says in Isaiah 59, Verse number seven, their feet run to evil and they make haste to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity, wasting and destruction are in their paths. June 24th, 2022. Roe versus Wade is reversed. Praise God. 50 years later and over 60 million Innocent blood, 60 million innocent babies slaughtered. It was the American Holocaust.
and praise God for the overturning of that. You know what that means? It goes back to the states. That's what it means. It don't mean abortions are over. <laughs> it means those decisions go back to the state. I'd like to say thank you, Clarence Thomas. I'd like to say thank you, Samuel Alito. I'd like to say thank you, Neil Gorsuch, a Trump appointee, by the way. Thank you, Brett Kavanaugh, appointed by Trump. Thank you, Amy Coney Barrett, Trump, who replaced another witch, Ruth Ginsburg. Her defense of abortion laws led to the deaths of over 30 million unborn innocent babies. And thank you, almighty God. Which it's ironic when Trump was asked if he deserved credit, he said, God made the decision. Now that's pretty good for one of the most narcissistic people living right now. <laughs> you got to admit, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That Amy Coney Barrett, that was the, they say that was the turning uh, of the vote. I believe God had his hand in it. I believe he did. People can yell, my body, my choice, all they want. And I agree, a woman should have control of her body. But that baby in your womb is not your body. It's the baby's body created by God. My baby, my business, they yell. Yeah, it's connected to your body. I'll agree. It lives in your body. Yes, I'll agree. <laughs> but understand this. That baby is a human life that is living in a different human life. And that human being deserves the right to live. Understand this. Your baby is not you. Your baby was created by God. Psalms 139, we should still be there. Verse number 13 in Psalms 139. For thou hast possessed my reins. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. Not an accident. Not an inconvenience. And you know what else it's not? It's not without divine design. God. You can understand by looking at a set of house plans how that house would be built. You can wrap your head around that. You can't look at God's design and wrap your, 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 your mind around that. It's incomprehensible. The design, the intricacy that goes into how God created each and every one of us and creates each and every one of the Innocent children that have been slaughtered. Through the American Holocaust. That wicked people call, wicked rulers call abortion. It's a Holocaust. Look at verse number 14. I will praise thee. 
That's a good place to start. Praising God. Look at verse number. Uh, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works. And that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee. Verse 15. When I was made in secret. And curiously wrought in the lower parts. Of the earth. See that? My substance. Substance. Look at verse 16. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. Man can't see the size. Man can't see the shape or the proportion. A daddy can see that after his son has grown. <laughs> you don't see any of that. You don't see any of that substance. You know who did? Thine eyes. God's eyes. God distinctly knows every baby created in the womb. It says, look at verse number 16. And in thy book, all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned. When as yet there was none of them. It, it's as if you've got a building plan. And those building plans were written out by a builder. It's as if God's got a book. And those plant plans written down. Your eyes, your ears, your nose, your hair, your sight, your purple, all that. It's as if God's got every little baby drawn. Whose body? My body. Nope. Whose body? God's body. God's the creator. Watch out Psalms 139. Ends. Look at verse number 19. Surely thou wilt slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me, therefore, ye bloody men, for they speak against thee wickedly, and thine enemies take thy name in vain. Do not I hate them, O Lord, that hate thee? Am I not grieved with thou, with those that rise up against thee? These people shouting, overturn row, hell no, tells me they believe in hell. <laughs> Joe babbling Biden. You know what he says? Let me give you some quotes from good old Joe. Extreme and dangerous path, he called the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Is that a righteous ruler? He said, a sad day for the court and for the country. That's what our president said. The court has taken away a constitutional right. This is the insanity in which we live in in 2022. Wickedness. The Bible says in Job 33, 4, the spirit of God hath made me and the breath of the almighty hath given me life. Our president's life came from God our life came from God. The wicked rulers that are ruling unrighteously, their life came from God. And the lies that they end in abortion is taking the breath that God had gave them and extinguishing it. 
human lives created by God. It's a culture of death and it's the American Holocaust. All babies matter and you don't protect the weak by murdering the weak. The sanctity of human life is rooted in God's creation account. You are here because you are not an accident. And if you made a mistake, if a young teenage girl gets herself into, into some trouble and is doing things she ought not to do, that baby is not at fault. And that baby is not an accident. It's a life from God. And taking a life in a mother's womb is called murder. They are murderers. Thou shalt not kill. Anybody have any idea why they want to get the Ten Commandments out of all courtrooms? They don't want to read those words. Because those words would make somebody feel bad about murder. They're baby murderers. And they do not believe that life is precious and begins in the womb. They do not believe that, and they will not believe that. Allow me to read you some verses as you turn to Psalms 106. Psalm 10.8 says, He sitteth in the lurking places of the villages, in the secret places doth he murder the innocent. Deuteronomy 19 says, That innocent blood be not shed in thy land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance, and so blood be upon thee. That was what he said to the nation. He also said in Deuteronomy 27, Cursed be he that taketh reward to slay an innocent person. And all the people shall say, Amen. Planned Parenthood receives over half a million. You might want to check my numbers on this. Half a million dollars a year from the government. And they contribute millions of dollars to the democratic, I mean, Democratic Party. You don't hear me talk much about politics at all. We're talking a little bit about it tonight. That's where all that, that they don't have a dime that goes to the Republican Party. You telling me who I should vote for? No, I'm just telling you where the money's going. Well, aren't they all the same? Not in their area, they're not. <laughs> I just think they're the same. They might be in some ways. Not in this area. Not in this area, they're not. Psalm 106. Psalm 106, look what it says in verse number 37. Let's back up to verse number 35. Psalm 106, verse 35. Watch what the Bible says. But we're mingled among the heathen. That's a bad idea. You young people growing up in church, praise God that your parents are bringing you to church. Do not mingle with the heathen. Well, why not, preacher? Well, keep reading the verse. And learned their works. You want to learn how to live like a heathen? No. Then don't hang out with heathens. 
you hang out with them, you're going to learn wicked works. Look at verse 36. And they served their idols, which were a snare unto them. You hang out with the heathen. Guess who they are not going to want you to serve? The Lord Jesus Christ. They are not going to want you to go to church. They're going to want you to go to the dance hall. They're not going to want you to go to Sunday school. They want you to go to the tap room. They're not going to want you to go out witnessing the lost people. They're going to want you to go out and do things that you ought not be doing. Like what? Smoking cigarettes, drinking alcohol, fornicating, and getting in all sorts of trouble that you will regret. Verse number 37 is where we want to be. Yea, watch this. They sacrificed their sons and their daughters unto devils and shed innocent blood, even the blood of their sons and of their daughters, whom they sacrificed unto the idols of Canaan, and the land was polluted with blood. Thus were they defiled with their own works and went a whoring with their own inventions. These people want to change the King James Bible because they want to take words out like a whoring because it's too strong of a word for them to swallow. You know how serious God is? This is a serious warning. You get involved with heathen culture, heathen thinking, heathen friends. They're sacrificing their own children. And is exactly what has been happening in the United States of America. And it's been on full throttle for the last 50 years. American families duped into the culture of death, sacrificing their children, innocent blood. Because that baby in the womb is considered an inconvenience. It's blasphemy before God. That baby in the womb is a baby. It's not a fetus. That baby in the womb is God's creation. It's not a non-autonomous entity. Do you see how they try to take the humanity away from what's going on? They are changing the language to dumb down dumb Americans. That's what they're doing. They're changing the language. They want to do the same thing with the Bible. It's just like going to the dentist, having a tooth pull. That's what they convince them. It's just a day at the dentist. These people are psycho. They're absolutely possessed with the spirit of the devil. They don't care. They do not care. You will, have a, you will have a woman that believes in my body, my business, that believes in abortion. They will say, they will have an abortion and say it's just cells being scraped. Their second pregnancy, when in their mind it's not a convenience and they think it's going to work out, you know what they'll call that baby? You know what they'll call now their pregnancy? Instead of scraping cells, they'll call it, oh, yeah, that's my baby. They don't care. They'll change the definition to suit them. 
If it's an inconvenience, look, we're just scraping cells out. They want to keep the next one? Oh, yeah, no, I, I choose to call it my baby. Wicked. That is where we are at. As long as Pilgrim Baptist is a ministry, and as long as I am the pastor at Pilgrim Baptist, which is an honor to be, I will tell you unadulterated that all babies living in the womb were created by God and they matter. And no other doctrine will come in this pulpit or you will have to pull me out kicking and screaming and over my dead body. It's a culture of death and it's the American Holocaust. Abortion is not health care. It's murder. And if you don't agree with that, you're wrong. If you want to give me a thumbs down or an angry face on Facebook, then help yourself, Internet. It's murder. It's called the shedding of innocent blood. It's called the slaying of an innocent baby. It's called in the secret places doth he murder the innocent, the American Holocaust. Psalms 127, let's turn there. Beautiful passage of scripture. Except the Lord build the house, it labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. Lo, children are an inconvenience. Nope. Children are an heritage of the Lord. Abortion refuses to submit to the authority of the word of God. Children are an heritage of the Lord and the fruit of the womb is his reward. Turn to Jeremiah. Turn forward to the book of Jeremiah. You get to the book of Isaiah. Keep flipping forward and you'll come to Jeremiah. Let's get chapter number 19. I like to take a look at Jeremiah 19 with you. The first couple of verses, we see the destruction of Jerusalem by the means of the prophet. He's going to break a bottle. Talks about when he's going to break it. Let's read verse number one. Thus saith the Lord, go and get a potter's earthen bottle and take of the ancients of the people and of the ancients of the priests and go forth unto the valley of the son of Hinnon, which is by the entry of the east gate. And proclaim there the words that I shall tell thee. Verse number three is going to be the proclamation from the prophet of their ruin. Watch what it says. And say, hear ye the word of the Lord, O kings of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel. Behold, I will bring evil upon this place. The which whosoever heareth his ears shall tingle well why is the prophet told by the lord god to do that well let's read verse four and five because of innocent blood that's why watch what it says because they have forsaken me 
the nation forsook them, forsook God, and have estranged this place, and have burned incense in it unto other gods, whom neither they nor their fathers have known, nor the kings of Judah, and have filled this place with the blood of innocence. They have built also the high places of Baal. Guess to do what? To burn their sons with fire of burnt offerings unto Baal. Which I commanded not nor spake it. Neither came it into my mind. It never came into God's mind that they would be doing such wicked things. Yet they are. The same thing has been happening in the United States of America. Innocent blood has been sh has been shed. And I know this is a nation passage. I know this is speaking of the nation of Israel. But I'm telling you, there's some parallels to our nation. Innocent blood has been slain. Children offered. Because of people's own idolatry. God hates it. Now, we'll read about the great slaughter by sword and by famine. Watch what it says in verse number six. Behold, or therefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord. That this place, Jerusalem, he's speaking of. That this place shall no more be called Tophet, nor the valley of the son of Hinnom, but the valley of slaughter. And I will make void the council of Judah and Jerusalem in this place. And I will cause them to fall by the sword before their enemies. And by the hands of them that seek their lives and their carcasses will I give to be meat for the fowls of the heaven and for the beasts of the earth. And I will make this city desolate and in hissing. Everyone that passeth thereby shall be astonished and hiss because of all the plagues thereof. And I will cause them to eat the flesh of their sons and the flesh of their daughters. And they shall eat every one of the flesh of his friend in the siege of straightness wherewith their enemies and they shall seek their lives shall straighten them. Great slaughter by sword. A great slaughter by famine in the land. God's going to, he's just done. Thought didn't even come into his mind. Some of you have been saved longer than I've been alive. Some of you all have been saved a few years, some a few decades. Did the thought ever even come into your mind that we'd be at this place in the United States of America with the amount of babies that have been slaughtered in the womb by un unrighteous, wicked rulers? How do you think God must feel? You think the thought ever came into his mind? Didn't seem to in Jeremiah's day. A level of wickedness unmeasured. Let's look at verse 10. This verse I want to get to. Watch this. Then shalt thou break the bottle in the sight of men that go with thee. That bottle is broken because of their sin. And God shows just how easy the destruction of them will be. And it will not be reversible. All because they have defiled 
the place. And God is also showing by the prophet and the breaking of the bottle. It doesn't matter what man builds. God can smash it like a body. Whatever you can construct in your mind, just, just remember, take an empty glass bottle and go like this. You can smash it if you're a two-year-old. That's what God can do to anything that man constructs. It's nothing. It's nothing. Potter's vessel is protected when it is guarded because it has no strength of its own. And the people in, in Jeremiah's day, they were counting on the security of the city to protect them. How many in our day are counting on the security of the government to protect them? It doesn't matter your perceived advantage. Their life is a fragile vessel in the prophet's hand. Watch what happens in verse 14. Watch what happens. Then came Jeremiah from Tophet, whither the Lord had sent him to prophesy. And he stood in the court of the Lord's house and said to all the people, watch this. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, behold, I will bring upon this city and upon all her towns all the evil that I have pronounced against it, because they have hardened their necks that they might not hear my words. God said, I'll destroy every single town around it. You better not mingle with heathen. That influence will start to multiply and spread like a cancer. And as soon as one nation embraces a culture of death, the nation next to it does. The nation above it does. And the nation below it does. And it spreads and spreads and spreads. And I'm telling you, there's going to there's come a day. I know we're talking nation passages, but I'm making some practical application. When the Lord comes back, it's going to be like a bottle broken. He's going to smash everything. Every single kingdom will be destroyed. You say, I don't think it that's bad. If you don't think it's that bad, then you're living under a rock. I'm not telling you to turn on the news and get depressed. I'm telling you, it's that bad. Here are some companies that support the murder of babies in the womb. As soon as that decision was made, here's what these companies support. AT&T. Amazon says, Amazon as well, we'll cover up the $4,000 of travel expenses for abortion. Because they call abortion health care, and it's a medical procedure. No, it's murder. You know what they're going to do? It all goes back to the states. So, so if our state doesn't allow it, <laughs> they're all going to be fleeing back to California. what they're going to be doing. And these states that allow it, you know who's going to pay for it? AT&T is going to pay for it. You know who's going to pay for it? Amazon. Yeah. Helizon. Helizon's paying for it. Citibank. They say they're going to pay for travel benefits. Chobani Yogurt. They say businesses have an obligation to prioritize employees' health, safety, and well-being. For Chobani, this is not a political stance or posturing. It's a reaffirmation of our core belief that we will strive to do what's best for the safety, health, and well-being of our employees and their families. What's best for your employee and what's best for your employees' families is that you don't pay for them to murder their child. That's what's best for them. And if the employer will tell them, a preacher of the word of God has to tell them. 
pulpits have become silent. The preachers have cowered. The church has become numb to it. Six things doth the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination unto him, a proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that do what? Shed innocent blood. Dick's Sporting Goods. They said, we'll provide up to $4,000 in reimbursement for employees to travel to the nearest location where abortions are legally available. Disney, DoorDash, Facebook, Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan Bank, Levi Jeans, Lyft, Microsoft. They say it is extending travel expense assistance to employees seeking abortion and gender affirming care. And who have limited access to those services in their home state. Netflix says gender affirming care or abortion. They'll pay for it. Reddit, Starbucks, Tesla, Yelp, Zillow, every single one of them embracing the culture of death and providing money to shed innocent blood. My warning to every single one of those companies is this. Repent and trust the Savior. Because if you don't, you will die and go to hell. The only hope for America is to repent and trust the Savior. And until these people do, thank God we have a Roe v. Wade overturned. Thank the Lord for it. But it's not like these people aren't fleeing to other states and getting money for it to do it. They're going to cross state lines for murder. You know what Amos says? Amos 5, hate the evil and love the good. Well, you Christians hate. You're right. I'm a hateful man. I hate the evil. I hope you're a hateful Christian. I hope you hate the evil. And love the good. That's what God said. That's in the Bible. Hate evil. Love good. Do you love babies? Then hate the murder of them. You love babies? Then hate it when someone calls it. A fetus. A scraping of cells. The root of their evil is the love of money. Therefore they love evil. We could stop all of this if we just bought, brought back public executions and bring all the children and all the families from around down, down, uh, from down to the downtown square. And when these doctors murder babies and these execute by hanging and let the whole town watch it and you'll stop it. Which is why I'll never hold political office. <laughs> and why all the big conventions and all these mega churches that want to turn a blind eye to it. You won't hear this stuff. Because they don't want a mean, scary man like me coming and telling them that it's a culture of death. It's too hard. It's too harsh. It's too mean. Why are you sympathizing with baby murderers? I will always sympathize with the innocent ones that have been murdered. And I will not sympathize with those that are involved in the execution of those lives. And that's just the way it's going to be. That is not going to change. I'm not going to sympathize Sympathize with the victim. 
Their blood crieth from the ground. Children being murdered. Politicians. Elected officials. Doctors. Big tech. Small tech. All these companies. Allowing murder on demand. Go to Luke 1. We're almost done. By the way, the Bible says, Thou lovest evil more than good, and lying rather than to speak righteousness. These people love murder. Luke 1, 41. Luke 1. By the way, the morning after pill is an abortive form of birth control. It's called murder. It is. Luke chapter number one, verse number 44. And if somebody's listening online and they've gone through that, then repent. Seek forgiveness. Get yourself in a good Bible-believing local church where you can get some help and move past that sin, call it what it is, and get forgiveness from God and move on. Okay, Luke 1. Watch this. Bible says, verse 44, for lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in mine ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Praise the Lord. Isn't that a beautiful passage? The babe leaped in my womb for joy. They're trying to take away humanity with all the terms that they create. You know what one of the terms they're trying to create now? They're trying to use this word, this, this word or this term unpregnant. Uh, basically to imply that abortion is simply the undoing of a pregnancy. So now instead of being pregnant, well, now you're just unpregnant. Abortion doesn't make you unpregnant. It makes you the mother of a dead baby that you and a doctor murdered. They're trying to change the language so that you think differently about it. If you support abortion, and if anybody listening online calls themselves a, a Christian and they support abortion, they are not a Christian. I didn't say they weren't saved. They're not a Christian. A Christian is a Christ one, a Christ follower. Psalm 97 says, yea, that love the Lord, hate evil. Yep, I'm a hate preacher because I hate evil. He preserveth the souls of his saints. He delivered them out of the hand of the wicked. And that should be our prayer. The Lord would deliver them out of the hand of the wicked. And I believe this ruling was a big win. I think some will be saved. But not all. All right, go to Ezekiel. You go to Jeremiah, Lamentations, and Ezekiel is next. There it is. Yep, right before Daniel. You come to the book of Ezekiel. We're going to go to another nation passage. We're going to go to Ezekiel chapter number 37. Ezekiel 37 is a prophetic passage. It speaks of the nation finally receiving life from the Lord. 
Right now, they don't have life. There's going to come a day when God's going to breathe in that nation. They're going to have life. Watch what it says in verse number one, Ezekiel chapter number 37. And the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones. And caused me to pass by them round about. Behold, there were very many in the open valley and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, son of man, can, the, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. It's almost as if, look, I know this is a nation prophetic passage. But it's almost as if we have a valley of dry, dead bones. Verse number four. Again, he said unto me, prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. If our nation would just hear the word of the Lord. Watch it says, verse five. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones. Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you and ye shall live. That didn't happen yet. But when God formed the Gentile nation, when God formed Adam, he, he, gave, he breathed into him and gave him the breath of life. When God formed his church, you know what he did? He breathed on it and they got the Holy Ghost. They got life, a living organism, a New Testament church. And I'm telling you, all that stuff about God and his nation, he's going to turn back to that nation. He's going to breathe life into that nation. That nation is going to come alive. Because God's going to breathe life back into it. That's what he's talking about. It's almost as if we have a nation that has no life from God. And I will lay sinews upon you and will bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you. And ye shall live and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them about, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live the only way the nation can come back to life is when the breath of god is breathed it's the only way they can come to life the breath came unto them and they lived and stood up on their feet an exceeding great army watch verse 11 last verse then he said unto me son of man these bones are the whole house of Israel. Everybody see that? We touched on it earlier. We know this is the passage prophetically talking about the nation of Israel. But I'm going to make some practical application. The United States isn't in Bible prophecy. Let's just say that from the get-go. The United States isn't Israel. Okay? Israel's in this prophetic passage. But it says, behold, they say, our bones are dried and our hope is lost. We are cut off for our parts. No breath in that nation. I'm telling you, we better be careful. I'm praising God that we have an overturning of Roe versus Wade. But the overturning of Roe versus Wade doesn't change anybody's heart. The Spirit of God has to move it.
man and that woman. You know what it says in verse number nine? Look at it. Then saith he unto me, prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and saith to the wind. We better not just preach. We better pray. Pray to the wind. You know what it says? You must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth. Now here is the sound thereof. But canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the spirit. We better pray to the spirit of God. We better pray to the wind. We better witness like we've never witnessed before. So the Holy Spirit of God can come over someone's heart. And they would be regenerated. Don't put your faith and trust in a bunch of people that can change and overturn a Roe v. Wade ruling. People will go across state lines because wicked people with wicked hearts will find a way to do wicked things. The wind bloweth where it is. You must be born again. Pro-life is much bigger than just having a baby. Pro-life is about bringing that baby up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord and praying that that child would trust the Lord. Children have been an inconvenience. They're not going to be an inconvenience here at this church. If you can't beat them, then outbreed them. <laughs> Easier for the guys to say, but look, we, you, you know what these throat-cutting Muslims are doing. You know what these Mormon groups are doing. Man, they're outbreeding everybody. Training their kids in. You know what the world's doing? They think it's funny. They think it's cute when kids start cursing at a young age. They think it's cute that they laugh at dirty jokes and tell them when they don't know what they mean. But they, they think it's cute that they can hang out with their aunt, their uncle. Grandma, their grandpa, their mom, their dad, and everybody's playing drinking games and cussing and fussing, and the world's fine with that. We need more Christians to start stepping up and living a serious life for God. Pro life is much bigger than just having a baby born. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. He that believeth not the Son shall not see life. Well, wait a minute. I thought we're pro-life. Not if you're just for a baby being born. Pro-life as a Christian is much more. As a born-again Christian, he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Clarence Thomas, praise the Lord for all of them and the decision that they made. But may I remind you, every single one of them are Roman Catholic. I'm not trying to be mean. I was brought up Roman Catholic. I got saved out of Roman Catholicism. Clarence Thomas, Samuel Alito, Brett Kavanaugh, Amy Coney Barrett, every uh, 
Neil Gorsuch says he was raised Roman Catholic. Now he's in the he's in with the Wiscopalians now. Every single one of those two organizations of religion believe that you can get to heaven by your good works. You do enough sacraments, you get to heaven. I'm pro-life. And I'm pro-eternal life. Because if you have a Roman Catholic that believes they can get to heaven by keeping all of their sacraments, making all of their sacraments, and doing more good than bad, and having their sins confessed to a priest right before they die, so they only spend a short amount of time in purgatory, and having a mass card made up for them, so that when they die, enough people from the church, greater riches, lesser time in hell, they are sunk! And they spent their life trying to pass laws and do things to save the lives of the innocent that are slaughtered and praise the Lord for that. They're ruling righteously. But if they were die without the Savior, where would they go? I'm, I'm not trying to be me. I'm not trying to be me. I am just telling you, righteous ruling does not equal righteousness. He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son hath not life. But the wrath of God abides. Thank God Donald Trump put those nominees. It, it overturned the thing. It overturned it. Praise the Lord for it. But you know what I'm talking to Donald Trump about? If I ever had the opportunity to meet him, you know what I'm talking to Kavanaugh and Thomas and Alito and Barrett and Gorsuch about? It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believe it. By grace are you saved through faith and that out of yourselves. It is the gift of God. You must preach the gospel. That's pro-life. It's pro-eternal life. Last verse, and then we will be done. Go to 1 John. I want to show you one more thing. Wrap this thing up. I know we're going long tonight, but we don't have anywhere else that we'd rather be. 1 John chapter number 3. Look at verse 15. The Bible says, Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. God calls anybody that hates a murderer. And you know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. You, you murder an innocent baby in the womb, no eternal life. You hate your brother, no eternal life. You need to get into the way, the truth, and the life. <laughs> then you're not a murderer anymore. You're in Christ, and on his merit, you'll have eternal life. That's a great verse. Now, First John 5. Look at verse number 11. 1 John 5, verse 11. And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life. And this life is in his son. Is the life in righteous ruling? No. Is the, is the life in overturning? No. Praise God for it. But li eternal life, this is life in his son. He that hath the son hath life. I don't care where you fall in the political spectrum. If you don't have the son, you don't have life. He that hath not the son of God hath not life. Is that what verse 12 says? What's our command? Pro-life, pro-eternal life. Pro-eternal life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the son of God that ye may know that ye have eternal life. 
every single one of these conservative voices, you cannot assume that they have eternal life. You must preach the same message. And they don't want me to come to the meetings because when I do, they're going to say, what do you have to say? And I'm going to say, I'm thankful that you're a Republican voting conservative candidate. But let me ask you, if you were to die now, how, where would you go and how would you get there? I want to know if they have eternal life or not. Are you pro-life? Or are you pro-eternal life? You may know that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Look at verse 20, and we'll close with this. And we know that the Son of God has come and hath given us an understanding that we may know him that is true, and we are in him that is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life, being in Christ, being in Christ. I'm pro-life, but I'm pro-eternal life, and I trust you are as well. Thank you for listening to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode. In the meantime, you can sign up for our email newsletter at www.pilgrimbaptist.church.